concern for his clients. I had mailed him a copy of my journal so that he would be well acquainted with my case when we met. I found that this saves a lot of effort when I want to tell my story to someone for the first time. After introductions and a cup of his hot coffee, Mr. Alt suggested that we get down to business. I brought a blank cassette tape and tape recorder with me and asked him to document our session. After we set up the equipment and tested recording, I laid down on his workbench, a wooden construct which stands waist-high off the floor. It was comfortable enough. Mr. Alt then asked me to stare up at the ceiling where he had taped a card just inside my field of vision. On the card was written the word peace, and, after a minute or so of staring at it, my eyes were feeding little rivers of tears that ran down the sides of my face to the back of my neck. This technique evidently puts the subject into a low hypnotic state, making it that much easier for the hypnotherapist to deepen the translator. Mr. Alt took me through a relaxation exercise that left my arms and legs feeling as if they were made of lead. My body seemed much heavier than usual, and I wondered if I would be able to move if I tried. But I didn't try. I didn't want to do anything that might upset the process. My purpose was to go into as deep a trance as possible, and I followed Mr. Alt's every suggestion in that regard. He then asked me to visualize a door, beyond which was a special room where I would be safe and secure. I couldn't seem to picture a room. The only thing I was able to see beyond the door was the color blue. At any rate, this blue space served as a place of safe refuge. An attempt to regress me to the night of April 15th didn't get very far. That was the night Catherine stayed overnight with me, and I felt at the time that we had been taken. I started feeling anxious and couldn't bring up any images from that evening. Mr. Alt then asked me to pick any other time I wanted to investigate and go there instead. I chose my grandparents' home in Oklahoma when I was a boy. At first, I had trouble picturing the interior of the house. I kept seeing the color blue. Slowly, after what seemed like several minutes, I saw the eyes. Big, black, almond-shaped eyes would rise out of the blue and stare at me briefly before fading away. The blue color did disappear eventually to reveal the living room in Oklahoma, where I had spent many of my happier childhood moments. I was viewing the scene as if I was detached from it, looking from up high and over someone's shoulder when a group of little beings with big, dark eyes swarmed through the front door and into the room. There were grown-ups there, Happy, Billy, and my mother, trying to stand between them and me but to no avail. Within a second or two, we were completely surrounded by these little people. The scene quickly faded to blue. After a while, I could see the eyes again. Slowly, complete faces began to appear. Several of them were bent over, staring down at me. If I tried to stare back to get a better look at the details of their features, the image would fade away again, leaving just the blue background color. However, I found that if I closed my eyes tightly, the image would return and I could get another quick glimpse. When I looked up into their faces, I began to get emotional. It felt as if they could look right through me. I felt helpless and began to cry. At this point, Mr. Alt asked me if I had found out what I wanted to know. I replied that I wasn't sure, that I had conscious memories of some sort of commotion at the front door, and that the hypnotherapy had only given me glimpses of faces. At this point, Mr. Alt ended the session and brought me up out of the trance. Although during much of the session I wondered if I was in fact hypnotized, the way that I felt afterwards left me no doubt. 
As I opened my eyes and started to move, my body was very slow to respond. My mind felt spaced out like I was on some kind of hallucinogenic drug. Even my visual sense was distorted. I felt detached from what I was seeing, as if I was looking through the eyes of someone else or watching a movie. These effects soon dissipated, leaving me feeling fully rested and alert. Mr. Alt explained that this was the way people typically reported feeling after hypnosis. I asked if there was any way to tell if the images I reported were in fact long-forgotten memories or the result of what I had recently read on the subject. In other words, was this real or just my imagination? He replied that in those cases of regressive hypnosis where the subject was reporting false memories, the images were almost never accompanied by any extreme emotion. The fact that I had gotten agitated and even started crying was a good indication to him that something real was being re-experienced. Now that I've confirmed this is actually happening, I can still scarcely believe it. It seems too fantastic to be true. I've known deep down in my gut that it was true, but there is still a part of me that is going to have trouble believing it. Wow. I have another session with Mr. Alt scheduled for next Friday. I'm going to stop here and take one more break. When I come back, I'll tell you about what I have scheduled for my next podcast.
Again, another number by Cusco, this one titled Andes. Close Encounters is produced at Mutiny Radio, located at 21st Street and Florida in San Francisco. Besides hosting a wide variety of podcasts each week, Mutiny Radio serves the community as a venue for a host of entertainment and educational programs. Visit the website at mutinyradio.fm for a complete list of what's happening. While you're there, check out the other programs as well. There's no registration process, and you get free access to dozens of weekly podcasts, from comedy to news analysis to far-out stuff like Close Encounters with Chuck Weiss. It's all there at mutinyradio.fm. We also have a 40-seat performance space available for rent. So if you're a performer looking for a really cheap place to put on a show, contact our station director, Pam Benjamin, at Pam Sedai, that's P-A-M-S-E-D-A-I, all one word, at hotmail.com. That about wraps it up for this edition of Close Encounters. If you'd like to comment about what you've heard, you can contact me through my website at abductedbyaliens.org. The next time we meet, I'll tell you about an aspect of the UFO phenomena that the ETs share with Majestic, the practice of real magic, the subject of which I'm something of an expert. Until then, look to the skies.
Hi, welcome to Unleash the Rain. It is a beautiful Tuesday here in San Francisco. We're coming to you live from mutinyradio.fm in the Mission, and uh, I'm it most is alive. a nice. I'm not really live, live. Like I'm well, half live. You're never all live because I don't think anybody can handle that. You can't handle the truth. You can't handle the Vincent. I can't handle I the Vincent. I beg your pardon. That's a great movie. Uh, what is that movie called? What, what's that movie? Uh, uh, one Good Man. A Few no. Good Men. Huh? A Few Good Men. A Few Good Men. Yeah, that's a great movie. Even uh, though I'm not a big Tom Cruise fan. Who do you think they're referring to? Tom Cruise? Kevin Bacon? I love Kevin Bacon. Uh, not a Tom Cruise fan, but whatever. What are you going to do? Cruise, got, well, A Few Good Men. So I'm assuming that one of those three, or two of those three are good. But well, it wasn't was Jack Nicholson. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jack Nicholson. What? Right, he I'm was great in that. You can't handle the truth. You can't handle the truth. That was a great movie. Anyway, uh, so uh, we are coming to you live from mutinyradio.fm. I said that before, but we got distracted. You, if you want to call us, go ahead and give us a call at 415-550-0511. And we, uh, if you want to come down... 315-7217 is our... Okay, sure. Why not? Uh-huh. If you want to get a hold of us, uh, you can reach us at on Facebook at Unleash the Rain and on Twitter at Unleash Unleash the Rain, or you can email me, Stacy at UnleashTheRain.com, uh, or my my fine co-host, Vincent, and you can um, email him at uh, Vincent, Vincent at UnleashTheRain.com. I was, I know, but I know, I was going to tell you that those are my headsets that I gave you, because I didn't know if you brought yours, so just so you know, those are mine. They're not great, so you, I mean... So anyway, I, I, I was just, I, I was, he was, he was unplugging the headsets I plugged in for him. Um, once upon a time, I was really nice. Really hot chick and she bought me these for. Yes, I did buy you those for Christmas. I'm not a hot chick, but I don't, I don't I know. God, that was you. That was me. When we started the radio show, remember? I thought it was Way Pam. back when. For some reason, I thought it was Pam. It was way back when we started the radio station. It was like almost a year and a half ago. Yes. I know. Then when we started the radio station, then we hired Pam. Yes. Yeah. What do you mean we hi- we never hired Pam? Pam hired us. Pam I was, I was, Pam trained us. <laughs> I got trained on the on the new board you know, too. You know, the new old board. Pam as well as I do. If you had just not said anything, she would have believed it. Oh, okay. She can't remember that far back. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, oh, I didn't hit my thing. Um, and so if you ever want to come down and check out the space, uh, we're, we're here every Tuesday from 4 to 6 p.m. Pacific, so you can listen live. Um, or you can come down and visit us and bring us pie. And we're located at 2781 21st Street in the Mission in San Francisco, and that's Mission in Florida. Mm-hmm. And uh, so Unleash the Rain is really about um, helping organizations leverage technology to increase revenue and reduce expenses and our goal is really to help people you know free up their time uh, so that they can focus on their passion whether their passion is inside their business or out and um, what what did you what are you looking for my gun okay I forgot my gun okay you don't carry a gun I do I have been for the last three shows why you don't carry a gun stop it you're scaring me now I had a ray gun Okay. Oh, pew 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 pew. I could make the ray gun sound. Yes. So, are you talking? So, you have sound effects. This is great. Well, there's. Oh, geez. Okay, fine. Okay. Anyway. One of those little kidlets stole it. It's okay. I have a ray gun. Pam is Pam is awesome. Station manager. Yes, station manager. Twice, and she has a show on Friday nights that's from eight to eleven. Eight to ten. Eight to ten. Pamtastic's comedy 
showcase yeah. clubhouse yeah. it's a clubhouse she recently she lost and tonight uh, tonight two ounces. you could didn't you lose two ounces when you uh, marijuana? no, no yeah, you yeah. chopped your finger off <laughs> you chopped your finger off Turn, yes. <laughs> Absolutely. yeah good you're up yeah you're up yeah i, I uh, was making chicken last night here for joke workshop for the comedians and no good good deed goes unpunished and i chopped off the top of my finger oh. with uh, poultry shears i just oh. snipped it right off so dude yeah i was gonna go get stitches but like then it was right underneath like i i bite my nails so i don't have any if i would have if i would have had nails if i wouldn't have bit my nails like a little neurotic freak the the scissors would have gone into the nail and it wouldn't have been a big deal but oh. because i don't have any nails it just sliced like right in really deeply and uh and i decided not to get stitches because it's so close to where the nail is. I'm like, where are they going to hook it in? Like, where are they going to, how are they going to stitch this? So I just, they, ha- they probably, they probably would have glued it. Oh, you yeah, skin glued I, it. I glued so it. So it's fine. Cause it's I didn't want to go spend five hours in the ER. ER. Probably more with, for that. And yeah. Right. And if I just, I just put super glue on it. So cool. Did you actually use real super glue? Yeah, just that's what super glue was invented for in World War II. Yeah. Is for, um, right. Why do I go to CVS and pay three times as much for the fancy skin glue? Because it doesn't hurt as much. Oh. Because the um, staples are the worst. Oh god. But they're cheaper. Yeah. Cool, 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 cool. Well, this was too small for staples too. I mean, I have tiny fingers, but so just a little, uh, just a little crazy glue. It hurts like crazy, <laughs> but then it's um, and then everything's fine. It's got, I'm gonna live. That's crazy. Not gonna bleed out. Hey, but uh, tell them where you are tonight. Uh, actually, I'm babysitting tonight. Oh, you're not doing so brainwash. Oh no, next next Tuesday. Next, Tuesday. next Tuesday. Yeah, next, Tell people next, next Tuesday, Tuesday you'll be at the Brainwash Cafe. Uh, it's I the host Mutiny Radio takeover. takeover of Brainwash, and so it's actually going to be a really fun showcase. With um, it's an open mic showcase sandwich, so it's open mic showcase open mic and it has uh clay newman and stephanie silverman two of my favorite comedians and then someone else named alex davenport uh, all the way out of la but whenever these la kids come up they always contact me and i put them on shows so well that's nice and brainwash is located at 1122 folsom street in san francisco seventh and folsom if you get there before seven o'clock uh they have cheap beers and good food yeah yeah really Really good good food yeah yeah and great salads and stuff i I never eat salads because i like i like fries and uh yeah me too and laundry and, and yeah, you can do your laundry. You, you can bring can your, your laundry. laundry and you can listen to comedy. It's all in one kind and of And they'll have Wi-Fi. So yeah. yeah. And, and, and it's a, the Mutiny Radio takeover. Uh, and we come like on it. out, guys, next week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Pam. Woo! Woo yay! Uh, so. so, yes. No, so we, it's, you know, it, it's the last Tuesday of the month. It is the last Tuesday of the month. So our topic for today is the enlightened entrepreneur. Yes. Um, which we're going to talk about uh, as soon as we get to that part of the show. So. And that's the enlightened entrepreneur is really about how to take care of yourself. So if you're running a business or starting a business or you're um, in management or you're even an employee, really, you're not really giving your best if you're not taking care of yourself. And it's one of the th- of the pillars, I think, of um, good stewardship of your career and or your company. And I personally am very enlightened recently. Lost, losing 95 pounds. Yes. You know, in, I in need to lose months. weight. Uh huh. Is that a reference to me? If I lost you? Yeah. I tried to lose you. Anyway. I tried to lose you twice today. <laughs> I ditched you in the BART station and there you were on the train. Yes. And then I ditched you at the cafe and then here you showed up at the radio station. Yes. yes. 
kind of. So it's in like some you're ways following I'm not me or something. In other ways, I'm a puppy. You're a puppy. Yeah. Um, okay. So this week, I'm. We'll very, talk about that today. By the way, we, we will. We're going we're yep. to bring up an interesting in, uh, incident that happened today. Oh, you want to talk about that? I, I want to. Okay. Wow, that's you're going to be not? super vulnerable. That's awesome. I'm impressed. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I will try not to be too much of a bitch about it. How are you going to do that? Nice. So I'm super excited this week. Uh, tomorrow. Have a plan going in. Yeah. No. All right. Anyway, tomorrow. Uh, so before I get into the latest news, any news tidbits I want to bring up. Uh, tomorrow, I'm really excited. Um, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday of this week, I'm going to Zoho, the corporate headquarters for Zoho. Not a good place to lose weight. Nah, not a bad place actually, though. Mm-hmm. They actually have a lot of salads and vegetables. But anyway, can I can I actually speak, or are you going to interrupt everything I say and talk about food? It's because we haven't eaten. And we're going to talk about that later. And that's going to be, that's why I'm bitchy. Um, Anyway, I digress. Uh, So um, Zoho Corporation has several different products, right? One of them is Zoho CRM that we talk about. They have a lot of sales and marketing stuff. And they also have this product called Creator. Mm -hmm. And then they, for Creator, which is Creator's an app that lets you easily build applications and not have to know code. And the scripting language that they use is a scripting language they created called Deluge. Mm -hmm. And using Deluge and Creator, you can create all kinds of apps. So for, and so they have a conference every year around uh, creator and it's called the developer conference and it is April 27th, 28th and 29th. And it's being held in Pleasanton. As I said, I'll go ahead and put the link to register on our website. If people want to register, um, uh, you can go for all three days. The first two days are a, a, a hands-on workshop where you're, we're actually going to, they're going to take people through how to create an actual application from scratch. And you can either sign up for a trial account of creator, or you can use a demo account that they're going to give people. Um, so that's 99 bucks for those two days and it's hands-on, or you can sign up for the third day, which is basically the, uh, an overview of, of creator and the kinds of things you can do with it. So it's sort of like, here's, how to do it and then here's what you what you can how you can make it fly um so if you just want to come and get information about how you might want to use it um i'm i've invited some of my customers to come on the third day to just learn about creator um so that if they want to build any custom apps of course i'm i'm a creator certified developer so um i can build them for you or you can come all three days and learn how to build them and then learn how to make it fly and custom apps for apps for like iphones well you can actually it can be it's they're web-based um well there's there's three options. So you can create an application that can do anything like, like a, a ten, like the one we're going to do in the workshop is actually attendee management for events. Okay. And then you can turn that into a mobile app oh, for see. tablets and, and, and smartphones. And you can also, if you are some super secret company and you want to create the application and then you don't want to have it hosted on the web in the cloud for some reason, maybe it has like, you know, super secret stuff on it, like people's financial information or whatever sure. you can actually create an offline version and then store it on your own server which is new last year my question is like let's say i wanted to create a mutiny radio app mm-hmm. would i be able to go to this conference for 99 dollars and do a hands-on like i'm going to build an app that you buy for 99 cents and then you can stream mutiny radio all the time and get podcasts and no no, I'm going to say no. That this conference won't do that for you. So it's not like an app app. It's like uh, it's like you said. It's more website based and like tricks tricks on your web. 
page. No, it's uh, it's it, it's middleware. So it, so there's uh, that's a term. So basically, it allows you to interface with something else. In other words, if you have, oh. uh, let's say, an, uh, CRM for the station radio right. station, yeah. a, c- a customer relationship manager, and you wanted to Im- and you wanted people to be able to sign up or find out what radio shows are there, then you could create an app that interfaces with that. Oh. Or your accounting pro- program, for instance, or an attendance list, or okay. you know, something like that. But it has, it's, it's, you build in it to interface with something else. See, I, I'm, I've, I don't know a lot about technology, but whenever anybody says app, all I've been trained to think about is iPhones and things that you go pink and it's like, yeah. oh, it does this thing for you. And the people, cause that's like, people keep saying that that's how you make money is that you right. design an app and then everybody wants to get the app and then you make money. Um, it, it, we should talk offline. It might be, uh, it might be helpful. It might, it might be an option. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. But you don't have to go. Well, no, I mean, I just, I was just curious if like that was what it was. Cause there's another Why, app. I'm a certified creator developer. Why you don't ask me? Uh, 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 maybe well, I'll, there we go. maybe I'll do it in trade for my. That would, well, and this is, there's something else that's completely outside the station. I'm working with three ladies oh. on creating an app that's going to make us Uh-oh, millionaires. Wait, wait, wait. Don't tell me. It's. It's Nanny Robics. No, wouldn't that be the best though? Yes. Yeah. Like a little Nanny app Robics. that said, like, now push the stroller up a hill. <laughs> I, I had now, and go. I had a and go. like that. You would flip what it over and it would be Okay, no, stop. Um what was what's your what's the So thing we with already the three have it copyrighted, so I'm not worried about saying it on your Well, I, mean, I was just gonna say you don't have to give too much away if you don't want to, but so since you already have it copyrighted. It's an app that uh, it's called uh, exchangep2p.com and it's creating global community through trade and okay. so you buy the app and then you fill out this cool profile or it eats your it eats your facebook and then tells you things Love that. and then it helps you connect with people that have the similar things so let's say that i'm a size 7 and i need to go on some job interviews and I need a silk suit from Ann Taylor and I just don't have any of those because I wear jeans, t-shirts and leather jackets. Yep. So what I do is I buy the app. Well, I get, I'll get it for free in the beginning. Well, we'll be giving it away for free when we beta test, but then you match with certain people and then you sort of exchange things. We give them a bag that has the logo on it so that they can just, they know who the person is and you meet up at a place and like, we're going to have bars and restaurants like sponsor and pay us so that they can be one of the specified places and then you trade your stuff. So like That's really cool. So maybe I have like I have all these leather jackets I don't wear anymore. And maybe she has a bunch of floral print things that are appropriate for work. And we meet up and we switch our stuff. That's awesome. Right. So it's like everybody wins and we we're trying to like work out all these other things that we can put into it. But like, you know, if you're a guy and you've just moved to San Francisco and you don't know a lot of people and you want to like, Hey, let's, I'm going to meet some dude at a bar and I need ties or whatever, you know? Right. And then you now, make new friends and get cool stuff. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, now I just, uh, how is it different or, or I think it's different than tradesy. I've never heard of tradesy. Okay. Um, so Tradesy is uh, a website, uh-huh. so it's not, I don't think they have an app. I'm looking at it online right now. Um, so you can sell anything from your closet. Um, so I think Tradesy is more shopping right. than trading, although it started out trading. Right. But I think they had a hard time 
making money off of it trading. Absolutely. Well, the thing and is, how are you going to make money? It's the app. So you you have three different versions of the app you can buy. You can buy the ninety nine cent app. That's ninety nine cents a month. Also, they only they only Tradesy is only authentic designer. Oh yeah, this is this is like anything. Whatever the hell you. This have. is yeah. This mm-hmm. is like I have a bunch of jeans and I. All um, I wear is designer clothes. So. Wow. Well, some people, but they, they, when you when they take the information off of Facebook, there might be people that have like designer things that want to to do that, and they just want to get rid of it. I mean, this all came from the idea that I have an entire suitcase in my closet filled with clothing that's great it's it was one time expensive and nice i just don't wear it anymore right but i don't want to give it away and i don't want to throw it away and you don't want to take it to a consignment store and i don't want to take it to a consignment store i just want to give it to someone who's my same size and maybe and maybe get something and maybe get something cool right yeah or right i mean on. it could even be like i'm gonna bring you all these clothes and you buy me a couple of beers like that's i mean it could be anything but that's you work awesome. that on your own but the way that we make the money is by um advertising so you can buy the app for 99 cents where it has tons of advertising on it. You can buy it for $1.99, meaning that it's only certain parts of the website. If you buy it, the $2.99 a month package, you get like all these bells and whistles. You don't have to have any ads. You get access to everything. It's like special, but it's, special. but it's, it's based on the thing that you told us last week on the show, which is that the reason they put in a super size is so that people will buy the size lower. So we yes. want them to spend $1.99. We don't want them to spend $2.99. They don't have to do that. That. No, we want to spend a dollar ninety nine. But the people who spend two ninety nine, you're like, woohoo! Right, exactly. And then yep. they're stoked. And, and every month, it just automatically comes out. It's not that much money, anyways. We give them a little bag. They get to use the service. Everybody's happy. And then we would also, as it grew, when places wanted to become like a meetup, a place to exchange, then they would they would also get advertising. So it would be like benders nice. would give us money for advertising. Or we would say, hey, this month's sponsored place to exchange P2P is Zeitgeist or yeah. is Town or Brainwash. And so they give us some money and then we make... So it's like there's like ads that are local ads for specific things that are more like helpful. And then there's ads that are like you know, stamps.com or any of those. Right. Whoever guys, wants to give you money, whoever wants to give us money when it starts growing, which might not have anything to do with clothing. It could even be like mod cloth or one of those things where they're, they're right. trying to sell clothing. Right. And we're which like, it makes sense. Right. Sure. So that's like what I've been meeting with these ladies and we're all just like throwing all our ideas in and then working on it together. That's and awesome. So that's why I was like, Ooh, application thing. Cause then yes. we could, um, well, we should talk at the break. Okay. Um, I mean, you're welcome to come to the uh, the conference. I don't know if you what you're doing. Can you get? I can pick you up from Bart. But Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Yeah, I, Fri- I, Friday. I babysit, I babysit, and I've got all my shows. Friday. And stuff, but it's Friday. No. I mean, I would, okay. but I'm all right. I'm here. But just but ask thank me. You. Yeah. Just asked me. Perfect. I just all this. I, I just figured I've got to jump into it because everyone's got an app these days. Everyone's got an idea for an app, mm-hmm. and it's gets like this million dollar idea, and it's like okay. And it seems like one of those things that once you put out there, and it's it's a weird economy because it doesn't cost people that much. Right. I mean, it's what like twelve bucks a year to have the whole program, but mm-hmm. if you have, you know. A thousand, four thousand people spending. Well, but then you you all you you also can do like you could do P two P in San Francisco. Then you can launch it in right like San Jose, and then Oakland and Berkeley, and then eventually like Los Angeles and Portland and, and Seattle and Chicago and, and New we York. We were thinking like 
internationally because wouldn't it be fun to go to Paris because we don't have any clothes there and they love American clothes right so you yeah. go to Paris with like a ton of jeans and they're like Levi's Levi's you know or whatever right. and then you come out with like weird Parisian clothes or from Italy or I mean I yeah. would do that I would I would travel with a whole suitcase full of stuff that I wasn't going to take home and then meet a bunch of people because then you would find out the cool things to do in Paris or whatever like you'd meet uh, exchange with someone at some cool cafe and you're like now I feel like a local so anyways that's why is that doing that no yeah. this, the computer screen right here oh that's a good question it sounds like it looks like it's cy cycling it there it is. Oh, I'm like, no, the, the computer screen in front of me just started like blinking madly. And I was like, okay, do we have a poltergeist in here? Yeah, well, I think I there is actually. There was a ghost the other night that was turning the lights on and off. And I was like, are we... Uh, it was during the fantastic show and it the lights are going on and off it was when i was doing Joe dead baby in the room right now <laughs> like is that's what is that what's happening like and it's turning the lights on and off because it doesn't like the abortion joke is that i didn't i didn't know i got i got some laughs out of it but then the lights yes. flickering on and off you and might want to like, work oh. that into your show now yeah you want to have somebody surreptitiously like or figure Turn out a way to you know yeah, no, to, it might have been remote. that it might have been someone in the corner just leaning up against the light thing. Yeah. We, who knows? Hey, so knows? while I have you, yeah. Um, so I, we'll talk about the app thing offline. Yeah. Uh, and we'll get back to the creator conference in a minute. But what um, what are these posters? What's the current so, art exhibit that's up right, right now? This is the new art exhibit. My friend uh, Jimmy gave me all of this art from this uh, artist who he's like, he's a famous artist, but I don't remember his name. Okay. But he gave me all of this art. And it's really neat because he took these pictures of... Uh, straight people and trans people, but a lot of trans people. Uh, and he sewed them all together. So it's all of these different pictures that he printed out on different colored things. And then they're actually sewn together on the, on the underside of it. And it's like... It's supposed to be this quilt, kind of, of what makes up San Francisco. And... Uh, oh, really? Yeah, it's like this huge... And they're not all supposed to be, like, together... In, I mean, I think that's the way they originally put it, is that they were all super close and next to each other, so it looked like this one big quilt. Oh, but um, gotcha. I kind of like them as their own, you know, individual things. And yeah, I'm going to find out the artist's name next time I see Jimmy. Um, okay. But I know the ones that I put down beneath are really cool down here, too. Yeah. And there's only one that's like really super provocative that you guys will like for the regarding sex show on Wednesdays and uh, it's in the corner by the door oh am I not supposed to say that's that okay that's fine okay we'll check that out okay but it's you'll check yeah check the one out by the door and see if you know what it is because Roman Reimer of uh, weekly review I showed it and he's like well, what is it and I was like look a little closer and then I told him what it was and he said oh I usually look out for stuff like that and I didn't even see it so it made me feel made me feel better about uh what I put up on the wall so no one can tell what it is so it's okay that's awesome yeah but uh so yeah the new art thing is really fun my favorite one is that weird speed one in the corner with the sort of uh yeah I dig that one I was like what is happening here uh, I, like, I like the one with the uh, horses on it the horses? Yeah. What are you talking wall. about? Oh, oh that's oh, that's that's yeah. That's we like a circa nineteen seventy two burnout on wood shellacked. Yeah. Something. I was gonna I was gonna mess with it and put some uh, 
bizarre things in it and like decoupage it on top but i just haven't found the time yet yeah but that was a in gift spare time in my spare time that was a gift from ethan albers comedian ethan albers he thought it would be cute for us to have uh the old school horses on the wall it is very cute yeah, yeah. i so, like it and it says on it ten thousand dollars or best offer yes that's the price <laughs> or best offer or being best the offer. Key part of that phrase right so <laughs> if someone wants to offer us 250 for it i, I probably won't say no <laughs> Well, but we need a new computer. So maybe Absolutely. if somebody wants to offer us, what's the price of a new Mac that we need? Oh, geez, I'm gonna I'm gonna guess because I don't understand anything and say eight hundred dollars. I think maybe more like twelve hundred. More like twelve. Wait, wait, wait. What, are you gonna get something like this? We're gonna get this computer Actually, here. This this particular yeah. Mac is from I think circa two thousand. So anything we get is gonna be better than this. Oh. We can't even update the software, the Flash on it to make it play YouTube anymore. Like it's that old. It won't take new updates. It just doesn't have the. It's like Windows 6 or something. It's really... Well, I don't even know what it's it Mac. is. Macs don't so, have Windows. Yeah. No, it's not Windows. So, but it's old, It's an old, old operating system, and we just need a new one. So, I and, mean... And uh, to get something to replace it, you're actually right. Uh, if you don't have to buy the monitor or the keyboard, you can get a Mac for about 500 bucks. Okay, cool. It's a little small one. But like that one over there. Uh, no, that not the one on the bottom, but the one... It's underneath the... It's up on top of the CD player. That's the whole computer. Yes, like that. that yeah. That one is about 500 bucks, yeah. Yeah. I'm, and that's funny because that's a computer. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I'm so wowed by technology and what's been happening so fast and that anything from even 2006 at this point is completely obsolete. My computer that I bought in 2012 that I thought was great, my laptop is now just seems like stupid. But I guess that's six years or five years, four years ago. So yeah, that's super old in, in technology. In technology terms, terms. Mm -hmm. when do people when they if you have an actual well, business, you got to be careful there though. We've had the conversation. Yes, we have. Solar energy has essentially been the same thing since eighteen seventy five. Sure. No, seriously, because solar panels have been around since eighteen seventy five. We just haven't done anything with it. It's like tubes underneath reflective stuff that makes the water get hot, right? That's like no, they actually. You, have you ever seen them, uh, like at the science show, where they have those little spinny things? You put them outside, and they spin really fast. That's essentially what a, a, uh, uh, you know, a, a solar panel um, is. It, what differs now is they can now make it's more. They're more efficient. Right. But that's only recent. Yeah, with all the new co companies that are like even, and they're making so much money that they in Utah they bought the stadium Vivint. Vivint. Vivint yeah. is the new, one of the new big um, solar things. And it's somehow you can have them installed for like, or you get, when you get them installed, you get all the money back from the government or something. I don't yes, understand. Yeah. But, and you can even put back into the grip. But this Vivint Solar is making so much money that they bought the state, they're the Vivint Stadium in uh, Salt Lake City. I did not know that. I didn't know they bought that stadium. Yeah. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah. Overstock.com. Mm -hmm. And that's now it's thought, yeah. Vivint. Well, Overstock's kind of. Right. They've yeah. fallen by the. Wow. And that's crazy to me, too. The, the way that things that were once so big are not. Dropbox is dying. Yeah. Dropbox is dying, really. Really? What about yeah. Zenga? When Zenga came out, I was like, what?
what is this stupid Farmville? And then they made all those games, and now I heard that, like, oh, they're, yeah, they're, they're having they're trouble. The city, they, are. Yeah. they can't afford the city. Anymore. Yeah, they're giving up all their space, in, or most of their space in San Francisco. And, you know, yeah. the thing about that is I had a friend who started working for them, like, six years ago as a temp, yes. and he stopped working for them a year ago, and he cashed out all his stock. Smart. He moved to, like, Sweden or something. Uh, but he made, like, millions of dollars. So they, they gave their employees... He started working for them as a temp, and right. then he ended up becoming like a big guy with them, and they were paying him like you know I don't know two hundred thousand dollars a year, and with all these stock options, and he didn't have to work that hard. And every Friday they gave him beer and all that stuff, and then he sold all his stock and moved out of the country. So smart guy, I know, super smart. He's like, laughing all the way to the Swedish bank. Uh, and the funny thing was, he and I used to be really good friends, and we would go to I would even have to buy his dollar tacos at. El Toro on 17th and Valencia. <laughs> like, he was so poor, he would borrow money from me. And he was so, so poor. And now he's like super rich. And I'm like, where are the kickbacks, bro? There are yeah. no kickbacks. When your friends become rich, there are no, no. they don't turn back. They don't no. like, oh, remember that girl who used to buy me tacos? Tacos? Nah. I should, I should probably take her out for a meal or something. Yeah, that doesn't, nah. that doesn't happen with I the rich that? people. Um, but yeah, I mean, if you guys can somehow explain how, why everything, why does it all become obsolete so quickly? Is it because you can make more money on the new products and they're hoping that you just trash your old products and buy the new ones? Or is it that it really is an upgrade that's so significant that you really need it? They, uh, well, in terms of computers, it, uh, Moore's law it indicates that you double your trends, your speeds every two to three years. Now, oh. that's not, that's not the, uh, <laughs> I, I just got uh, I just got somebody who uh, is obviously listening to the show, which yes. cracks me up that she's listening. Yes. And she said, Zanga will always have words with friends. Always. It has to. <laughs> it's a friend of mine who's addicted to words with friends. So that's so funny. Why didn't Scrabble nice just make their own? Nice to hear from you, my friend, Liz. Yes. Why didn't yeah. Scrabble just make their own app? Um, words with friends a little different than Scrabble, though. I don't, I don't, I think Scrabble's owned by a bigger game company oh, that okay. makes a bunch like of board Milton games yeah. and something. they're like, you're like, yeah. yeah, no, you have to play it. You know, they're like not create, they didn't create an app. It didn't create an app. And yeah. now Words with Friends exists in there. It's a total rip off of Scrabble. Oh, of course. Yeah. Yeah. That's how we make money. So, I used to be addicted to Words with Friends. But it transitions I mean. out and... But, you know, who knows? Uh, last, I went to the last Zoho com conference, the last one I went. I, one of the presenters actually pointed out that, for some reason, part of it is just because the technology moves forward, but part of it is just people want it. Like, oh. people will line up the night before and cry when they get in the door at the Apple store to get the newest Apple thing. I don't understand it. It's, it's crazy, isn't it? Absolutely. Well, you're wearing the Apple Watch, aren't you? No. No. Oh, no. Okay. Heck it no. just it looks like you have an iPod on your wrist. No, it's, this is a phone. It's a phone. Yeah, the Apple Watch is a Bluetooth device. Oh. That's, that's it's, you know, it's, it's of course, $7,500, but it's is really... Is that how a, expensive it is? For the gold one, yeah. Wow. But it's basically a Bluetooth headset. Wow. Yeah, this is actually a phone. But what I've discovered is you can't use Dick Tracy comments about it. Because <laughs> people just look at you and say... Do you even understand the reference? Yes, of course. Dick Tracy had okay. a he had a phone on his so wrist. I'm just saying. Big. I'm saying there's a, it's an age thing. No, no, yes. no. I'm an old lady. It's fine. I remember. Yeah. I remember Dick Tracy before well, yeah, they previous, redid it. Yeah, yeah. You already before before they redid it with the um, 
Warren Beatty and Madonna yes. before it was that movie. Well, it, it was actually mentioning Warren Beatty means you're old. <laughs> and Madonna, really, yeah, yeah, honestly, yeah, yeah, well, she was a too. terrible actress in that too. They yeah. shouldn't have let her act in the '80s. I mean, I don't know why they put her in Evita in the early '90s. I mean, she can sing, but she can't act her way out of a wet paper bag with both ends cut off. <laughs> Seriously, like even desperately seeking Susan, it was like desperately seeking actors. Like can you, <laughs> Patricia Arquette was like a, a goddess in that movie compared to Madonna. I'm, I'm. That may have been what started her career. It was like she's really good. Yeah, <laughs> compared to Madonna, it's not tough. Jets. John Cusack too. Who's uh, oh, I love John Cusack. Well, they're brother and sister. Jonah John. Yeah, I yep. like both of them. Yeah. Me too. I love them. Yeah, good so. stuff. Um. So, Sorry, I derailed you guys completely. No, 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 it's oh. totally fine. Um, <laughs> well, we missed our musical break, but, you know. That's all right. We, we, we'll get there. But, uh, but our, our mystery listener also informed me that um, she's, she's helping us segue into our next segment, which is news of the day, okay. which is that Apple actually just reported for the first time that they lost money based on their phones this quarter. Oh. Apple lost money for the first time, like mm-hmm. ever since 1980 or whenever ever. they started. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yep. No, they lost money before, but for the first not time. Not on the phones. Not on the phones. Not on the phones. Okay, on the phones. Got it. Got it. Yeah, yeah no, they've lost money. lost money before. Yes, not on their phones. Big though. time lost money. So you're talking about how people line up for it. Yes. You know, and then, you know, maybe not so much anymore. No. Wow. Well, every, I mean, how good does your phone how if you have an iphone 6 why would you need an iphone 7 you know like they're so close maybe if you had an iphone 4 you'd be like all right it's time to trade it in or i mean i don't have a smartphone at all so i've been told that if i don't get a smartphone the world is just going to leave me behind it, just, it is I'm because okay first Pam, of all if you talk into wait. a phone and you have a smart mouth like you do Hold the phone yeah ha <laughs> but you are going to need a smartphone in order to use your own app that you're going to create for P2P. That's absolutely true. We were talking about absolutely that. Absolutely true. Oh, absolutely you, true. Absolutely yeah, true. we're going to have to... <laughs> it, is, it is putterific in here. I'm going to have to get um, a smartphone. It's true. I just... I honestly believe that um, iPhones, that touchscreen technology contains uh, the dead souls of Chinese babies. Like, that's how, <laughs> that's how touchscreen technology works, is that it's the souls living in your phone, and then you touch it, and they move things around like magic. Would they be aborted babies? Uh, well, no. maybe. I don't know. I've heard that the Chinese now are throwing their babies off of iPhone buildings. Like, they're just, they can't even well, do it you anymore. Can only have, you can only have one child in China. No, I think they, they lifted that ban, actually, and um, that was the interesting thing, is when they lifted the ban to say that you can have more than one kid the problem was that ever since they put the ban on it there are like maybe a million two million people that were a second child but they never got recognized by the government and so they have no paperwork right they have no car they have they don't exist basically there's like two million chinese people that were the second child that just don't exist and they can't it's like hard for them to get jobs because they can't, they can't do anything really because they're not actual people because they weren't supposed to exist. They're not actual people just because they don't have cards. They're not. Actual well, they people. don't. They, they can't. They don't have. They don't have like a. They don't so have you, a birth you, certificate. They don't have. Yeah, because they were oh, secret. Can I become one of those Chinese babies? I want to. I want to not exist. Wait, okay. it's the, it just so don't exist. They. You can. You can now have. Two kids. Two kids. They didn't kids. like say you can have as many kids as you want. So right. Catholic, Catholics not flocking. Catholics and Mormons no. not flocking to China. No. But you may have two kids, not one. But that's and that's the thing. Now I guess if you have a third, they do you know why they invisible. did it? Why do they do it? 
I heard that they because they put a one-child ban on now that the population in China is primarily men, so it's like 70% men and 30% women, and mm-hmm. that's why the sex trade was getting so big. They were sending over little people um, from like Indonesia and other countries to be sex slaves because there are so many uh, horny men and there aren't enough women in their own population. Right. And so they're saying, oh, I have some baby girls. Duh. What? But what the, but what the, another pun, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but what the government said was it was not to address the sex discrepancy because they've never wanted to admit that people got rid of their baby girls. That they drowned their baby girls in the chamber. Or had, yeah. Um, and what they said instead was that it was because they, uh, because of the aging population. Oh. Which is not true. No. It it's just smoke and mirrors of the Communist no, Party saying, oh, it's just because we're getting old. It's like, well, not really. You have more people on the planet than anyone. Um, and yeah. most and of them are men. Yes. Um, but yeah, no, every, but everybody else is like, it's because of the sex discrepancies and the sex trade. And, but it's not going to, the two child policy is not going to get rid of the se- the problem with female babies. No, it's because it every family is going to want a boy and a girl. Right. Boy first. So yeah, they're going to not take any chances. Right. They're going to still do all the horrible things. And as medical technology advances, now they're going to, they're, you can sex your baby in <gasps> utero. Right. And abort it. Wow. That's, see, that's why they, when that, and that all works out in, uh, in, in Apple's favor for the iPhones so that they can use the dead babies to, f- you know, forward the touchscreen technology. You crack me up. I, I, on, okay, I don't honestly believe that. I mean, I'm not that crazy, no, but no. it is, but it is funny. a funny joke and it does bring up some of the issues that happen yeah. in China with like, you know, I don't know, human rights violations, you know, drowning what's, baby uh, girls, what's the, whatever. Uh, how many, what's the uh, kid restriction in San Francisco? I oh, must have a kid restriction, right? Because there's no kids here. There's tons kids. of kids here. There are tons of kids. I thought most of the people, most okay. of the kids you babysit are like 21, 22, right? <laughs> yeah. They're, at home. yeah. They're, They're, called yeah They're called that's... comedians. They're called comedians. No, th- uh, there are a lot of kids here, but you don't see them because they're really rich. And right. so we hang out in the mission where no, there are kids here. We see there are, there's lots of kids. Um, they're at the park with their nannies right now. Well, right. here's the difference. What's the difference between a mommy and a nanny? I, I give up. Uh, there isn't one. They're both on their cell phone the whole time. <laughs> yeah. Even the dogs have cell phones in the park. I don't even know what's happening. Like even the the one ten year old. I'm going to hang out with some kids at at uh, five o'clock here up the street, mm-hmm. and one of them is ten years old, and she has an iPhone better than me. Well, I don't have an iPhone, but she has a great. Like, what do you need this for? And she says, Well, I text my friends. I'm like you're ten. What could you possibly text mm-hmm. friends? And she's like, Well, emojis. And I'm like, what, which, what emojis do you send them? She's like, hearts, smiley faces, I don't know, eggplants. I'm like, what is even, what does that mean? Why would you send someone an eggplant? What does that even, <laughs> I don't even, it's, it's, it's a funny. girlfriend. Egg, eggplants are funny. I, I get I it. Yes. I, but I think that uh, small children should not be uh, texting. Well, what age do you think it's appropriate for children to have uh, a, phone, a cell phone? I think this that is it's a great question. I actually. think it's appropriate for a seven-year-old to have a cell phone, but it should only have two numbers on it. It should have like nine one one, mom and dad, and that's it. So if some and that, maybe the that, school. That, so you're going to force these kids to to speak to their parents. What do their parents do to deserve that? Uh, I'm going to force them. Well, the thing is, the the point is that young children, if they have a phone, yes. it should only be for emergencies because. 
who else are they going to talk to? Like, you should be able to talk to the police if it's stranger danger. You should be able to talk to, like, the fire department if you burn your house down, if your parents leave you alone, like, losers. You should be able to call your parents if something happens at school. You should be able to call the school if something happens... At school. At school, or whatever. But but there's no reason for, for a seven-year-old to be calling a friend. What are they going to talk about? Barbies? I, I, like, I agree. I, and I think, um, I, I think that there are some kids who are young, who are old enough to be able to navigate dialing one or two numbers. Sure. Um, in the case of, you know, a situation where it's like divorced parents, where sure. the swap happens like at school. So one parent drops off, the other one picks up. You want them to be able to call their other parent. If Absolutely. The other parent doesn't show up for some reason, school and then emergency. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and that's it. And then they can learn the responsibility of a phone because that's the problem too. Like, I mean, I'm a, I'm 41 and I grew up without, I didn't have a cell phone until 97 and I didn't, I mean, I had a computer in college and everything, but it wasn't like the way it is now with porn. Like you can get any kind of porn on your cell phone and we're just giving 12 year old boys willy nilly like access to all this porn. I well, mean, but even they, if you're but they have parent. access to porn anyway. Yes. I know they, but there's like, there's gotta be. Right. Because their parents give them computers and tablets and right. all that kind of stuff. I just. And they're on the internet. They can get on the internet on their freaking um, Xbox 360. That's true. I mean, I guess I'm just, I'm a Luddite and I just really wish that kids read books instead of staring at computer screens. But it, this is. No, seriously. And I, I hang out with these high school kids on Thursdays and we do a show here and they were talking about video games or whatever. And I said, how many hours a night do you do a video games? And the one kid's like, well, I get home about six and I'm on it pretty much until my mom kicks me off to go to bed, which is like 10. So I said, when do you do your homework? They're like, oh, I do my homework before six o'clock before I get home. Get home. Yeah. So I said, you spend four hours a night playing video games. And they're like, yeah. And I said, what about Saturday? So, oh, Saturday all day, Sunday all day. And I was like, so what does it do for you? Do you think it makes you a smarter person? you think it makes you better at school? And they're like, no, it's just really fun. <laughs> and I feel like we're, I don't know, like, I just, I have a problem with all of the technology that's happening all right, and all right, access and, to and it. Our, and our one listener is departing. She's got to run probably to go have cocktails, but she Wait. wanted to just say that she needed, she, that the kids also need to be able to call Domino's. Oh, that's because fair Because they enough. need to, because mom's not fixing dinner because she's enjoying happy hour. Sure. That's yeah. totally fair. Domino's, police, parents, school. Yep. That's it. That's all I get. Yep. And maybe not Domino's, maybe round table. Whatever. Well, you can actually text an emoji now to, (laughs) to, uh, what's it called? To, uh, Domino's and they'll send you a pizza. You don't even have to say like, I want a pizza. You just send them an emoji of a pizza and somehow they know. That's freaky. Yeah. Cause they, they have access to your phone. Right. And they know everything. Indeed. And on that note, we're going to take a short musical break of one song, and I'm going to play me some Prince because I love Prince, oh, and I feel, yes. yeah. So, um, but I need just another minute because, of course, uh, my phone. So, so when we come back from the break, you can give us a call at 415-550-0511. That's the station number if you'd like to talk to, to Pam and discuss her uh, child-rearing techniques. Uh, that's the number to call. And, and if you call us on Tuesdays from 4 to 6, that's every Tuesday here in the Mission, you'll get uh, somebody, almost always the Stacy, but... Yes, but, the uh, Stacy. The Stacy. Yep. Or you can get a hold of us at uh, Stacy at Power uh, to Unleash the Rain. You can get a, actually get a hold of Stacy at Power 3, too. Yep. All right. We'll be right back.
I have food in my mouth. So I'm going to swallow that and then I'm going to keep talking. Um, so if you need to get a hold of us, you can follow us on Twitter at Unleash the Rain or Facebook Unleash the Rain. Myself via email stacy at unleashtherain.com or my fine co-host Vincent, vincent at unleashtherain.com. If you want to call in live, you can reach us at 415-550-0511. Don't get too close to the, the mic. Why? Until you finish eating whatever is on your lips. Okay, Stop. There you go. Well, the song ended sooner than I thought it was going to. That's okay. How that, did you unplug that? No. Oh, I did. I yes. have it on my phone. Never mind. I, I got confused. Yeah. I got confused with technology in the station. Big surprise there. Oh, they're um, upgrading the station, too. So uh, it's exciting. Thank you for putting up with the stream. I know some of you have been trying to listen live, and the stream's been down here and there. But we appreciate it. We are a listener-sponsored radio station. Uh primarily a comedy format, and one of the few stations in the entire city of San Francisco that actually has a listener uh, uh, or an audience participation place. So you can come in and watch us make make faces. We're here in rainy in the winter because we're in the mission. People will come in off the street just to get out of the rain and listen in. I don't. Uh, I thought they came in to listen to us because we were so good, but uh, uh, no, it was because. Uh, because it was raining outside and they didn't want to get wet anymore. So, but that's okay. I, I don't care as long as you're listening to us. So, as I think Stacy started to tell you, 415-550-0511 or bring a pie down here to 21st and Florida. We're live every Tuesday from 4 to 6. And... Um, you can also get a hold of us and uh, unleash the rain, and then uh, and I'm here with Stacy Roach of yeah, Power I'm here. Three. Yeah, I'm here. Of Hi. Hi. Power Three. Hi. How's it going? And I'm Vincent Hi. Montgomery Hi. with uh, Cheyenne Technologies. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, oh, oh, wait, I, I meant to get the book. Hold the phone. I'll be right back. Hold Keep talking. Hold the phone, yes. So this, uh, as you uh, know, we have a new format this year, and we're actually refining that format. We are going to have a couple different Don't guests, but uh, we are going to... Don't talk about the format. Okay, sorry. It's all right. We're just going to do it. We don't need to talk about it. People don't really care. Um, well, I was just letting him know that... that, that no, because I'm not, I'm not so sure I buy into your format. Oh, I thought... You just said, this is what we're doing, and I was like, I don't know if I agree with that. But you, you gave me the format. <laughs> it's not my format. It's your format. The, the, four, the fourth... Oh, I thought you were talking about the 20, 20, 20, 20. No, I'm talking oh, about the fact yeah, that no, this the, is the, the yes, no. yeah. Oh, that, yes. We are going to have a theme every week. Yeah. Repeating. So week one is sales and marketing, which is next week. I have some super exciting stuff to talk about with that. Um, then the second week is... Uh, I forget, always forget the second week. It's and then it's like operation stuff. It's like yes, the stuff operations. I don't love. <laughs> yeah. But I, I had a I had a clever name, and I need to actually. Mm -hmm. uh, maybe it wasn't that clever because I can't remember it. Um, and then week number three is uh, the third week of the month is Geek Week with my co-host Michael McCullough from G Solutions, and then fourth week is what we're on right now, which is the Enlightened Entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. I gotcha. I thought you were going to talk about the your idea of breaking the segments up shorter and shorter and blah, blah, no, blah. No, no, no. Okay, good, because I'm not sure I want to do that. No, it's uh, in that format, by the way, is not... Just, it's, it's more, more involved with... I know. If you have I got guests, it. you have to have Anyway, moving on. Um, so, talking about the Enlightened Entrepreneur. So, um, Vincent and I are both reading a book. Well, you gave it to me. Yes. And we kind of wanted to talk about that book today. 
Yes? Yes, we did. And uh, it's a book called The Anatomy of Peace, Resolving the Heart of Conflict. And it's pr- uh, put out by the Arbinger Institute. Right, which is a um, think tank institute. Yes, I don't really know anything about them. Yeah. Um, but why don't book. you tell how you, how you came to this book? The, how you found this book? The, uh, I, I actually went to a... Um, I went... I'm in the middle of a... Uh, uh, I don't know how to say it, but uh, anyway, it is a uh, working through conflict. It's a a uh, I can't think of what it, um, I okay. call it. Um, like a workshop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah program. Yeah, program. 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 Through, okay. Pro- okay. Program working through conflict <laughs> and where how to uh, at the Anasazi Foundation. Okay. And so, what is the Anasazi Foundation? Anasazi Foundation is was founded back in the day. And uh, by the way, I'm gonna right now I'm gonna put the on Facebook. I'm gonna put and Twitter. I'm gonna put the um, information about the book. Right. And so what they're what they're trying to do is help people resolve conflict, especially in close quarters or social situations yep. where conflict creates a unhealthy environment for the people. It, living in it like with neighbors or coworkers, or mm-hmm. you know you, you've got so, sometimes at, hey it's not it's no surprise especially not in this country coworkers go off the deep end they get fired they mm-hmm. kill their other coworkers or their students or kids at school so it's stupid but so the anatomy of peace is about how we look at and it's it's a huge book it's a it's a great book you can almost you can't find anybody that's read that book i think that isn't at least appreciative of the book. Uh, if you read some of the uh, um, the quotes, the forward, the forward mm-hmm. and, uh, of it, and it's it's uh, pretty remarkable. But so so today we're going to talk about two things. And I mentioned that I was going to mention what I did today. I had a client who um, had a project go just horribly horribly south, and we're trying to recover from it. And I was late picking up. Stacy today. So, uh, yes. Because we normally commute into the city and then discuss the show, anything in particular that we want to talk about at the last second, any business cases, anything of that stuff coming in. So there's two parts to the, I thought we'd approach today with your permission. Of course. And that is, the first is about how we, one of the things on the anatomy piece, and you've got to look at it, it's, it's a fairly, it's not a very complex book. It's really pretty straightforward. And, and when you look at and listen to the concepts, they all make so much sense. You're going, wow, why didn't I think of that? But a lot of this stuff is stuff you've always done before or worked at a little bit before, but never put it all together. So one of the things they do is look at objectification of the people that you're negotiating with. You're and that could be your kids, your spouse, your boss, your coworkers, your employees. And you, you look at that, you want to be so right in that situation that you tend to look at them as objects rather than human beings. The problem with that is that when you objectify somebody, most of the time people can feel that, what they call that heart. Now, that's a fancy, work, uh, that's a fancy way of saying intention. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, if you're negotiating with me, even if you're right, it doesn't feel good to me if you're going to put it over my head and say, hey, this is the way it should be because you're wrong and I'm right. And, and I could be wrong and you could be right. But I still feel like I have no real, you know, I'm not, I'm not human. I've been objectified. And there's, there's a great deal of it. But mm-hmm. what happened in this case is I was late. Yep. And you succinctly said, I'm, I'm, you're going to have to do better than this because I don't want to waste an hour waiting 
uh, for you to get going, for you to, to pick me up, and you could have communicated that you were late. I have two choices at that point. Mm-hmm. I can... I can say, well, I was working and I do this and blah, 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 blah. But I get what you're saying. And I, I have to look at you as a human too. So a uh, human being too. And you have feelings. I have feelings. And you, you, have, to, you have to honor it. I, I made a mistake. And you have a valid point. And if I start to build defenses up, I'm going to block what you're saying. Right. And you're going to block what I'm saying. And, and that's part of what that's, – that's a fairly powerful situation. You know, you, you mm-hmm. uh, I think one of the examples that I saw here, a good example is, you know, guy was talking about his wife always takes the car out and she always leaves it without gas. Mm-hmm. And then he gets it the next day and he's got to get gas and do all this stuff. And he could look at it and say, hey, uh, this is, you know, well, I'm just, I'm so much better than you. I remember to get gas. I always put gas. You never have to get gas. You, and you've right. objectified that person or your spouse, and what, is it, what good does it do? So, it's uh, it's an interesting concept. Think about making human beings out of human beings, and and it seems strange, but that's really it what it is. And we do it with our kids all the time. Mm-hmm. How often do we say, you know, you got to do this, and and if you say you're, you're you'll never be anything, you'll be you'll never be nothing. What does that do? You've, mm-hmm. you've now made your your kid an object mm-hmm. and showed him no real worth so it's a it's a pretty powerful concept uh, and I really recommend the um, book quite a bit and they do reference the seven habits of highly effective people which is also another very good book we'll have to talk about that at some point yes we Not will because that's an old one that's been around forever um, Not as much as the one minute sales manager which is one of my favorite books of all times and it's very short mm-hmm. but and uh, who moved my cheese there's a bunch of little business uh-huh. books. Maybe we should do like a little like book review section some yes. some week. That's a good idea. But there are and a number of concepts of them, in like, this little, book yep. that I think you could take out. So if you objectify your your employees, you end up you end up pushing them in a, in a position where they ask they're asking for outrageous. You know, if if, if employees are working, if they if they feel like they're part of a team and they are, are an important part of the team, then They'll work for you, and they'll produce for you, and mm-hmm. they'll typically do it for cheaper. I know a ton of people now who don't look for jobs at the highest paying company. They're looking for jobs at the place they want to be, where it's comfortable. It's kind of uh, that Tim Ferriss me- mentality is kind of per- uh, permeating the entire... Uh, I think, what, what do you mean uh, by that? Well, you know, he has that interesting concept. Uh, four-hour work week? Four-hour work week. And, mm-hmm. and really what he's trying to say is, we've done this all wrong. You know, we mm-hmm. spend 30 years saving for retirement, working our ass off, getting the million-dollar home. And uh, as Rob, the wonder therapist, used to say to me, that wonder therapist. you could get everything you want. If I told you in six months that you could have everything you want if you just waited, would that be worth it? And his point was... In, in six months and one day, Martians come down and decide they're going to eat all human beings and destroy the planet. And even though you got everything you ever wanted, mm-hmm. you only had it for two hours before the Martians ate you. And there's no way, or a comet, or we get hit by a neutrino, uh, not a neutrino beam, um, you know, uh, a beam from uh, one of the, uh, what am I trying to say? I don't know. Anyway, there's all these, it's kind, of, it's kind of interesting, but you can read about all these cosmic events that, because the vastness of the universe 
but mm-hmm. it will one blast from a neutrino star and in, in our in direction and they it will travel at a very fast speed and we're done with all humanity on the planet mm-hmm. so you never know tis true yes so uh, that was my spiel. How far along in the book are you? Well, I'm only, I'm just, about, I'm almost done with the first third. Uh-huh. So the but book it's is... Where you started, you've been reading it pretty, pretty quickly. You No, not really. I haven't really gotten that far. But anyway, no. um, so the first third, uh, wait, is it only three? Hang on, yeah. I need to like, hang on. Nope. There's four parts. So I'm a quarter of the way through. So there's part one, which is the heart of peace. Yes. Part two, which is from peace to war. Yes. Part three, which is from war to peace. Mm-hmm. I understand that. Yes. Uh, I, get all, I guess I'll get there. And part four, which is spreading peace. Yes. So yeah. And I'm going to, right now, what I'm going to do is, um, because they did, the, in, in the first quarter of the book, the first section one, they do uh, introduce the influence pyramid. Yes. Which is also sometimes called the change pyramid. Yes. So I'm going to post a link to that in our Facebook, uh, that image on our Facebook yes. page right now. Um, and uh, we've had some conversations where we're going to talk about that a little bit. Later. Yeah. So I want to, I want to talk about the detail around the, that, yes. that pyramid. Yes. Um, and when they introduce it, I guess there's a whole bunch of more they fill out, but there's yes. only the, a teeny tiny little part at the top yes. and then the rest of the pyramid at the bottom. Yes. And the teeny tiny little period part at the top is, um, uh, dealing with things that are going wrong. Go, going right. Going wrong. Well, that's the... Uh, and then the big one... No, I'm looking at it online. Mm-hmm. I can't flip-flop it because I'm looking at it online. And then the rest of the pyramid is helping things go right. And right. what they say is most people flip-flop it yes. and they spend all of their time and attention on dealing with things that are going wrong Yes. and very little time and attention focusing on the dealing with the things that are um, helping things go right. Yes. And so do you want to talk about that a little bit? I do. I, it, Good, I, I'm going to post it. We talked about this quite a bit. We talked over the weekend. People focus on what's failing and not what's succeeding. And you, you have to acknowledge failure and let it go. In a business situation, especially in a business situation, I think that's, that's hugely important. If you look at Steve Jobs, it was pretty much what he did. He ignored all the failures and said, this is my goal. And and if I get to that goal, people will buy it. And it goes back to what we're saying. People line up at Apple stores. Well, they used to line up at Apple stores to buy the latest and greatest and would cry when they got inside because they were so happy for their new Apple product. It was it was good. It was easy to use mm-hmm. and it lasted a long time. Yeah. I still have my, I still have most of my iPads. Our iPods. I'm sorry. I, iPads are a little dated because. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. I know what you meant. I know what you meant. But but so as a business owner, I think you have to, have to do two things. You have to look at your, and that includes. I I don't know about you, but I would say one of the biggest failures I see for a lot of my clients mm-hmm. is their their small business owners tend to think, well, I've got all these employees. I might as well just have them do it. You know, why do I need to buy technology to make them more efficient? I can, I'm only paying them 12 bucks an hour. So why don't I have the interns do it? And some of that actually, you know, makes sense, but most of it doesn't. It's, it's penny wise pound foolish. Employees are the most expensive overhead in your business. And if you don't think so, look at some of the statistics coming out now in terms of uh, sickness and cancer and health issues and, and what they cost the economies. Right. Uh, our, our, our obesity in the United States is a huge, a huge uh, productivity um, suck. Yep. So. So, 
if you break down that pyramid, and I'm looking at the image that I just posted on our Facebook page, um, it's probably somewhere here in the book if yes. you want to look at it there, because yes. I'm looking at it online. Yes. Um, well, so the, the, the top little section, the teeny tiny little teeny tiny little tip yes. of the pyramid um and, that, and that's the section that's dealing with things go when things when they're going wrong correct and that and that is the word they use mm-hmm. you correct things correct things are going wrong you correct it yes and then every layer after that and there's one two three four five more layers uh-huh. so it's a six layer pyramid yep. the five layers that lead to the bottom the biggest sections in order of smallest to largest and these all pertain to helping things go right um is teach and communicate yep so i'm just going to whip them out and then you can yes. talk about them mm-hmm. so what does that mean teach and communicate is you've so one of the things that we I think or should i start from the bottom and go up um, well, you've already started, right? So okay. But well, but I, I, I just realized that that's their last step. Yes. That that's you 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 master these and then you go out and share them. Yeah. Well, and, and, and that's what we do. We don't communicate. We we wait till things get so disconnected that right. we've lost we've lost our our. We do it in our marriages. We do it in our businesses. We do it in our relationships. We we right. don't we don't wait. We, and, and and so what I tried to do today, when I was really irritated with you for being yes. late, you and should have been cranky because I, I was hungry. I got mad. I know. And then I said, you know what? She's right. Um, she once we, what I needed to do when we met at Bart was I needed to get onto yes. the platform and make sure we were making the train that would get us to the station on time. Right. Which we did. Yes. And then once we were on the platform waiting for the train, that's when I was I was ready to engage you and communicate with you. Here's how what happened made me feel. Here's what I would have liked for you to do differently. Yes. And here's what I'm going to do differently next time this happens. Yes. Because I was like, I have to take responsibility for me. I can't just be angry at you and blame it on you. Because then again, that's objectifying you and you're yes. a person. And I, like I said, I get what you do for a living and you don't always control your time. I understand that. Right. And so... And you were clear about that, by the way. You communicated that up front. You said, I get this is going to happen. Yeah. All but, I want you to do is tell me. Right. So I need you to communicate because I can't, yes. I'm not with you. So I don't know what's going on at your client and I'm not, yes. you know, so if you communicate to me what your real realistic time frame is, then uh-huh. I can make different choices. Right. Going forward, if for some reason you can't communicate with me about that or you don't because it's yes. just not a habit you've yet formed, no. um, and I do the same thing, so I get it, uh, then I need to make different choices for me because I'm I'm also objectifying myself. I don't right. know if they talk about that in the book, but it's like, you know, if I'm just like, well, you know, sitting there with my arms folded and, yeah. and all irritated, well, he didn't let me know he was going to be late. Now I'm sitting here waiting, blah, blah, blah. It's like, you know, well, after 15 or 20 minutes, I'm a big girl. I have a car. I'll just go and get myself into the city. Yeah, and, and it wasn't... And we make, here's the funny part. We we make this about us, which is how we objectify everybody else. Yes. We internalize it into ourselves. So from, to, to, yeah. to continue so on with this, I wanted to drive with you. It wasn't even that. It was, I wanted to do something. I wanted to drive in. So I made you always my, but I made my needs more important than yours instead of right. making it about the relationship. Right. And ultimately... Ultimately, that's what we look for. We look for relationships. Also, I want you to know, I wasn't going to tell you this, yes. but I decided I will since you just brought up that you wanted to drive in and I wanted to Bart. Yes. Um, well, I, I, Murphy's I, I, Law. Yeah. Total Murphy's Law. When yeah. I walked up to the station, 
Uh-huh. And Vincent stopped. We stopped to get a little bite to eat because yeah. part of my issue was I was super cranky because we were supposed to have lunch. And I get really cranky when I don't get fed. Low blood sugar, not a good situation. No. Um, and I knew we were going to have Mexican, so I didn't eat breakfast because I wanted to have a big old burrito. But anyway, uh, maybe I'll have a burrito for dinner. But as I walked up to the station, that spot right there, right in front, the spot that's never open was wide open. So had we driven, we would have been able to park right in front of the station. (laughs) I thought that was funny. Anyway. Yes. um, All right. So then the next, the third layer of the um, pyramid, remember these each get bigger and bigger. So I'm assuming this is, you spend more and more time on these things. So you must communicate. That's important. And the the next layer is listen and learn. Right. So when someone's communicating, you have to take it in. I'm assuming. You're further ahead of me in the book. So. Well. Listen to learn is there's uh, there's there are many reasons. So what we tend to do in business and in uh, well it, again it, it, this has huge ramifications. If you look at what small businesses do, if you look at the statistics, labor and turnover in labor is huge. You you think it's 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 expensive? It's expensive for McDonald's to lose their nine dollar an hour guys. Mm-hmm. They still have to train those people. Mm-hmm. It, it's you know it's probably. Uh, overhead on that for every hour they spend in training and and fallout. So, but but I think, and and when I look at this and I think about the business stuff, the other thing that I focus on is from a sales perspective, right? Mm -hmm. The communicate stage of the pyramid is smaller than the listen stage. And I think that's a big mistake that people make in selling is that a lot of salespeople talk too much. Yes. And we used to, have a, a saying um, with one of my mentors, um, which is uh, pretty much shut up. Yeah. It was basically shut up. Yeah. Um, say, say half as much as your client does when you're talking to a customer and you're, you're in this process of a sale. Yeah. And so that's, you know, listening and learning and then communicate to them the information that is applicable to their situation. So a lot of people are selling and they're like, oh my God, I have this phone and it's super awesome and you need it because it's a phone. And the customer's like, I, I don't, I don't actually need a phone. Um, and that, but if you listen to them, if you ask them questions and listen to them um, first, they might say, you know what, I need something that will help me, you know, place orders on the, have my sales reps be able to place orders on, in an app on the go. It's like, oh, well, this phone will be able to do that for you, right? So then the phone becomes important to them because it's, yeah. it's meeting their need because you listened. Well, anyway, p- put it in context. If I hadn't listened to. Pam earlier when she's talking about her new app she's creating and she also mentioned she doesn't have a smartphone so she suddenly I, I don't I'm not trying to sell her a phone I'm trying to say to her hey I um I you, you also want to say hey what is it you need I, I, one of my mentors who uh, Jeff Falcon at Bay Home and Window uh, who is a larger client for us he's got he's got a great uh, focus nobody wants to be sold to and you don't have to sell anybody. If I show you how awesome this is, then I don't have to sell anything. And that's, I think, the biggest part of this and how it ties into sales and marketing. If, if, I exactly. listen to, if I listen to myself talk on this show, I think I sound fantastic. But what do people get out of it? And, when, then, and then ultimately, you know, what what's the I value you're providing? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, what is, well how, is it, how is it valuable to me? It's not. 
So. Okay, the next layer down is build the relationship. Mm-hmm. And that is... And wait, I'm going to talk about the next two together because I'm confused about these two. And again, I haven't finished the book, so no. No, whatever. By the way, you're going to let me know if there's a spoiler alert that you're going to reveal here online, right? Yeah, so I can no. plug my ears and go, la, 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 yeah, la, 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 Not that kind of book? Pretty, well, I haven't finished the book either. Okay, r- I want you to know that I'm only so. through the first quarter of the book. Yes. And I'm already sick of this asshole Lou. Yes. <laughs> like, I don't like this guy. Yes. I, I was reading it last night, and I was like... I don't even want to read this anymore. I'm so sick of this guy. It's a fictional character, I, I imagine. Uh, a composite of people. It, it, yeah, it's a composite of people. So he's, they, they're using like characters in this story that's based on real events, and they created yes. this guy, Lou. Anyway. Yes. So the next two layers are build a relationship, and then the layer before, below, below that is build relationships with others who have influence. Yes. So first build relationship with others who have influence, spend more time on that than building relationships in general. So I'm confused about the difference between those two sections of the pyramid. So one, one way is, if you, if you look at it, what's the root of relationship? Connection? Relate. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. it's about acknowledging somebody. Mm-hmm. So part of what the book is, they call about putting people in the box. You, you suddenly it becomes, go back to the example uh, of me being late today. And it's not yes. the first time. It's so that there was, there's a history here. Right. And so, of course, it is selfish, but I didn't think of it as selfish. I'm going, I'm going to be there. I'm helping. I'm driving. I'm paying for the tolls. I'm doing all that crap, which is okay. But your time has value even more so than any kind of monetary consideration. And, and I, if I'm thinking, well, I'm doing this great thing. I don't know. Think about that statement. I mean, if you think about it in business. Oh, you're doing it for me. Yeah. No, I'm doing it for me. Oh, right. But, but, so, but you're saying it's for me. You're, I'm saying it's for you. So now I've suddenly made this, you are an object for my happiness. And I don't mean this in a, in a, in a I'm not trying to make this like a, a personal thing, but I'm talking about in a generic sense. Mm-hmm. So we put people in the box and we objectify them. And, and even people we love, like uh, the example with, you know, I'm going to teach her a lesson. I'm going to let her run out of gas with the kids. Well, what what benefit is that? Right. Have uh, my kids and my spouse stuck on the road? Right. And I either have to rescue them or they get hit or the car gets, you know, whatever. But if you start to look at what the consequence of those of proving a point or winning an argument are, in most cases, you're going to find that you don't, that they don't, they don't produce anything. I mean, to, to, to be right, to make yourself right is not really going to, it's, it's a fleeting sense of success. So relate to others means you've, you've got to put it in perspective and relate to people that, because they're, they're, they're equals, they're on this planet, they're employees, they're important to us, they're our customers, they're our family members, they're our our employees, our future employees, our future customers, mm-hmm. our future family members. Right. So, yeah. and then the second part is in terms of when Fall in love with you, but I've only seen it happen in the 
My name is Breakfast, and I'm running for Chancellor of the United States of America. For too long, we have gone without a Chancellor who is willing to take bold leaps of faith and logic to create new possibilities for our great, big, fat nation. As your Chancellor, I will balance the budget on the head of a pin, give entertaining speeches, have scandalous affairs, write strongly worded letters to unpopular foreign leaders, look good on camera, end all hunger, crime, abuse, war, disease, disasters, sadness, depression, oppression, repression, suppression, transgression, obsession, expression, impression, regression, and digression by signing pieces of paper that express my disapproval of such things. And invest in an American flag pin to be worn prominently on my stylish jackets. It's time to work together to take the country back from us and return it to ourselves. It's time to turn this country around and drive it into opposing traffic. It's time to take a chance on the Chancellor. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of Mutiny Radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. Mutiny Radio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit face McRat. <laughs> This is Tusser Matters with Mutiny Radio. Big up to the number one station, the ruling nation. Give it to me every time. Ah! What's with the limp? I got hit by a car on my bike. This person just ran a red light. How are you going to work? You wait tables. I don't know. I'm terrified. I count on my tips and these hospital bills are confusing. The insurance adjusters just treat me like I'm a piece of paperwork. Man, you should go to johnstrausslaw.com. John Strauss is a great personal injury attorney. When I got hurt, he handled everything for me. He was on my side. And best of all, I didn't have to pay out of pocket. He got paid when I did. That's great because I cannot afford to pay out of pocket. Yeah, don't let them confuse you and trick you. They treat you like you're a business. And it's not business, it's personal. Injury. JohnStraussLaw.com The Night Space brings you high time story time every Wednesday night from 10 to midnight on Mutiny Radio. Listen to San Francisco's finest underground comedians read crazy stories written by me, Arden, on The Night Space. The Night Space, featuring High Time Storytime, every Wednesday night from 10 to midnight on Mutiny Radio. High Time Storytime, Volume 1, now available on Amazon.com for Kindle and electronic download. 
Sunday, June 11th at Cobb's Comedy Club, 7.30 p.m. Tickets are $16 for the All-State Heavyweight Comedy Showdown! Hosted by Terry Dorsey, featuring some of the best comedians all over California. From San Francisco, Pam Benjamin. From Saratoga, Joey Avery. And all the way out of San Diego, Mike DeVore. Other can be $16 at Cobb's Comedy Club, 915 Columbus Avenue. Go get your tickets for June 11th now. Tell me what you think about your situation. Complication, aggravation. Is it getting to you? Then tune in live every Sunday from 12 to 2 p.m. to the edge of insanity with myself, Paul Brumbaugh. Kit Marie. Brandon Ray. And Mistress Christine. All on Mutiny Radio. That's right, PCRcollective.org. We'll see you there. Do you need an awesome and underground? Look no further than MutinyRadio.fm. Our 30-seat flexible space can accommodate your acoustic band, birthday party, comedy show, dance party, karaoke super fun, theater event, fundraiser. If you think it, we can do it. You run the door in promotion. We run the sound, space, and podcast. Rentals available Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10 at Mutiny Radio FM's performance space at 2781 21st Street in the Deep Mission at 21st in Florida. Contact Pam at pamsadai at hotmail.com for more options and booking dates. Incredible socialist prices so you can be creative in a free speech space without breaking the bank. That's Mutiny Radio Rentals every Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10. Book your event now. Trying to hurt me, but boy, how it burns me whenever she touched me. And oh, I feel so lucky. Good evening there, my friends, here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard, as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's Underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere $5 every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because $5, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere $5 is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere. Like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse. Or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey. Yeah. 
when my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead peasants? Oh, shoot. From time to time, I've been giving it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things, dude, before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dang nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. <laughs> Top three cooking tips. One, if you're cutting an onion, remember to cry. Two, put mustard on your marshmallows after they finish boiling in vinegar at a low temperature. Three, knives are not spoons. is in town, it's time for a train ride. The best circus town train rides are the dependable ones that'll depart and arrive on time. The ones that'll take you from clown to trapeze quad to elephant, see? I'll come on the train with the circus promise. It's intense. Hey there, fire chief. What you doing here with that old jalopy? Looking laid back with that jazz cigarette. Oh, I'd send you a telegram. If I didn't have to stop, drop, and roll me one of those now, which is here? Oh, yeah. I like your style, kid. Why don't we let the butter on the toast melt? If you know what I mean, and I know that you do. 